0: Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine.
1: Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 148, and we are back from our week-long vacation in Disney World. It's definitely mixed emotions. We're happy to be back home with our corgis. We're sad that we're not in Disney anymore, but we had a great trip. We were relaxed and rejuvenated, and we spent a lot of good family time, so we were happy about that. Um, And this week's episode relate back to our trip. So on Wednesday, we have a really fun episode. It's our first ever park, in park recorded episode. So we had a fun time doing that in Epcot with two thirds of our friends from Magnetic Flux Co. So we were joined by Josh and John, and we had a great time. So And
2: Lisa and Cece.
1: And Lisa and Cece. They're not technically a part of Magnetic flex code, but they're oh, close. I bet
2: they contribute more than you
1: realize. That's probably true, especially CC. Yeah. So it was a good time. So definitely tune in on Wednesday to listen to that. And then on Friday, we'll be doing our trip report. So we're going to talk about the highlights from our trip. So mostly things like food, of course, um, the Halloween party and
2: galaxy's edge,
1: galaxy's edge. How did I forget that?
2: Yeah. It's just Gal- a small part of our trip.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Tune in on Friday to hear that episode as well.
2: Yeah, Wednesday, I'm very interested to hear everyone's feedback on that. Because, man, you can hear everything going on in Epcot. It you,
1: just means we had a really good microphone.
2: A really good microphone. You can hear the guys changing out the trash cans. <laughs> you can hear kids screaming as their parents pull them by. He, everything. So if you want an immersive experience, that we episode is for you. So make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast platform that you listen to to make sure you don't miss those Wednesday and Friday episodes. But today, our episode, our interview, I should say, is with Zach and Amy from Rope Drop Disney. So they together are a YouTube channel, and they have some really great content over there. Catherine and I really enjoy consuming their videos as, as they put them out. A lot of discussion-type videos, but also some vlog style, so it's a nice mix between those, and we'll talk about that in the interview as well so yeah i guess don't have anything else to add we're ready to kick it off aren't we
1: yeah so we're going to turn it over to amy and zach and they're going to introduce themselves and share a fun fact about them that we might not know from social media
0: yeah well thank you so much first of all for having us on the podcast this is like a dream come true for me mini mini goal in my uh my endeavors here, so I love everything that you guys do. I think this is a great thing that you're doing for the community. So thank you for having us. Um, but I'm Amy Oliveri, and I'm a co-host on Rope Drop Disney with Zach Corbin, my buddy over here. Hey, how's it going? Well, hi, Zach. How are you?
3: Good. <laughs> thank you for asking.
0: Well, you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> so yeah, we run Rope Drop Disney. That's our YouTube channel where we talk all kinds of different Walt Disney World things from opinions to vlogs to top 10 lists and things like that. Um, and we've both been Disney fans for, I think, our whole lives. At least it's my whole life. I don't know about you, Zach.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, ever since I went as a little kid, I think. Yeah. And we've known each other for a really long time, too.
0: Yeah, Zach and I have been friends since middle school and really close friends, I think, since high school. Um, he was actually best man in my wedding. So,
1: Yeah. Ooh, well, fine. that's a fun fact. I love that. Yeah.
2: That is impressive. If you can go through middle school years with someone and still want to keep <laughs> them in your life, that is a true testament. Like it is, it's worth the passage of time.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: I don't. I don't know if I want to be friends with people that I was friends <laughs> with middle school.
0: I was say I There's still not have many one left. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. one middle school friend. I think I have two. Zach is one and my husband is the other.
2: (laughs) Well, good deal. So did you guys have any interesting facts that we may not know about you from social media?
0: Yeah, you know, I've shared this a couple times on social media, but it didn't, nobody really cared about it. So I've stopped posting about it. But Zach and I both love video games and we play Overwatch like at least three times a week (laughs) together. So we're we're big video game nerds. That's that's a big part of it.
3: Yeah, we dump a whole lot of time to that. And I guess the other one for me would be that I'm a huge sports fan. I follow the Buffalo Bills football team pretty religiously. And I post about that almost none on social
2: media. <laughs> oh, so big matchup this weekend at the time of this recording. Yes, it's this, already done. This is
3: interesting. This is interesting, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. So Titans, Bills visit the Titans this weekend. But we won't be there because we will be in oh. Disney World.
1: So... How sad. Yay! We could as well happy to be in Disney. I guess sad to miss that game. Yeah, but I'm not really it's because be it's game. so hot I'd rather here. Rather be in
0: Disney. Yeah.
2: <laughs> bad bad radio right now, but last time the Bills came to Nashville, We had the drunkest, most hilarious Bills fan I've ever seen in my life sitting down in front of
0: us. That sounds
2: right. I took so many videos of him, I'll have to send them to you.
0: Yes, (laughs) please. I would love to see that.
3: Bill's mafia is something else. I love our fans. Makes Uh, it a whole lot more fun.
2: No no tables were jumped on that we saw, but who knows? (laughs) Oh, there were definitely a few that went down.
1: So the first thing we'll start with, and you've shared just a tidbit of it already, but we want to hear about both of your Disney
0: stories. Sure. Um, I will go first. I I hope I don't go very long on this. Uh, but Disney, for me, just runs in my blood. Like, I can go, honestly, all the way back to Disney Park opening. My grandparents got married just before Disneyland opened, and they've been going – well, they had been going ever since – um so they went pretty much every year you know my mom has a picture of my grandma standing in front of Disneyland railroad pregnant with her in 1960 and my mom grew up going to Disneyland every single year with her family just totally obsessed loved Disneyland loved the movies and then when my mom started her own family she kept that going she kept taking them to Disneyland and we have a home video from 1990 where My mom and my dad and my grandpa were at Disneyland with my older brother, who was only four at the time, and my mom was actually pregnant with me, but she didn't realize it at the time. (laughs) So she's going on the Matterhorn and Space Mountain and everything pregnant with me. And so I'm one of the people that gets to say, I've been going to Disney since before I was born. (laughs) Um, but then of course I was born and we moved away from California into Buffalo. (laughs) So I actually didn't grow up going to the parks that often. I went to Disneyland once when I was nine, once when I was 15 and it wasn't until I was 11. So that was 2002 when I went to Disney world for the first time. And that was my mom's first time to Disney world too. And we both just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, I, I went back to Disney World in 2012 when I was 20, and then again in 2014 and 2016 and 2017 and 2018, and then I went twice this year in 2019. So the parks, I mean, they weren't big in my childhood, but as an adult, they've been a really, really big part of it. So most of my childhood was centered around Disney movies. I loved the characters, loved the songs, had all the toys, just that was my life was every day was a Disney movie and the parks were like a, a a dream destination that I just, oh, I would just love to go to Disney World. And eventually that did come true. Um, but I mean, Disney's just been a part of my life, my whole life. And then last year, finding the Disney community online through Instagram and through YouTube just took it to a whole nother level. And I realized, like, oh, my gosh, these people live in Disney World, basically. They go there at least once a week. That's like my dream come true. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's it's been a part of me, I think, every day, my whole life. And it's still something that I strive for. I, I want to eventually live in Orlando and be able to be those people that go to Disney once a week or more. And that's pretty much it, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does your husband enjoy Disney as much as you do, or does he just tolerate it for you? He's
0: he's more than tolerated, but he's not crazy obsessed. Um, he When I went in 2016, it was me taking him for his first time, and he I was so worried. I was like, oh, no, he's going to think that I'm absolutely crazy. He's going to be like, this is just another theme park. Why are you so obsessed? But there was one moment where we were walking across the Tomorrowland Bridge, and he turns to me, and he's like, Amy, I get it. I see why you're so crazy. This place is really, really cool. And uh, when can we come back? <laughs> so he gets it and he loves it, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't keep up with news or or consume Disney vlogs or, or anything like that, but he loves going to the parks and he'll watch Disney movies with me. So I'll keep him around for a little while.
2: It counts as a win.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about you, Zach. Well,
3: I I started when I went to, I think the first time I really fell in love with Disney was when I was little. We went to Epcot in in the early nineties and walking around the pavilions. I I can still remember just pure wonder every, every pavilion. um, It was just blew my mind as a little kid. And I think just ever since then, it's been a place that's been just a special place in my heart. And When I was just out of college I finally was able to go on my own money and plan my own trip and that's when the obsession kicked it up a notch when I could really get into all the planning and doing what I want to do at Disney and ever since then it's just been a daily obsession of checking news and watching vlogs and watching all kinds of videos and now finally making videos so it's been A lifelong thing for me and uh, something I've never not loved.
2: Good deal. Yeah, I love both of those stories and they're both unique in their own way. And I think that's a great catapult to talk about kind of how did Rope Drop Disney become a reality? What conversations took place between the two of you where you decided that you were going to team up and take on this new project? And then how did you go about getting it off the ground?
0: So this has been several years in the making, I feel like, because we've, you know, since we've been friends through middle school, high school and everything, we've talked Disney here and there. Um,
3: yeah, it was going to be a podcast originally, yeah. <laughs> and then we just kept bouncing ideas back and forth and sort of settled on the YouTube medium because we can. We wanted to show a little bit uh, more of our videos and pictures that we could. and try and get our ideas out there.
0: Yeah. Um, I I still love the idea of a podcast and maybe that'll be a reality someday, but yeah, I think for, sure. for me, since finding the YouTube community, I've been like, Oh my gosh, I have so many videos. I have so many pictures. It would be so amazing to show that along with speaking on it. Um, so that was a really big inspiration. And um, rather than just continuing to talk about it, we decided to sit down and record a video and just do the thing. So That was only a couple months ago, but we did it. I said, all right, we need to set a date and just start it and get it done. So that's what happened.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Also, what I kind of like about us is that our opinions about Disney are both very different.
1: Yeah,
0: that's (laughs) true. (laughs) I
3: think that comes out in the videos a little bit, that we have very differing opinions about a lot of things.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's helpful for anyone like watching a Disney video or trying to learn more about Disney to get different perspectives because Mm -hmm. me and Brendan definitely think the same. So we don't have a lot of varying opinions, but it's good to hear those.
2: Except that Harbor House is far superior to Casey's Corner, but that's a different conversation for a different day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep walking.
2: I could... I
3: could really get into that statement, but uh, I'll, I'll I, let it rest. I
0: uh, I'd have to agree with it as well.
1: <laughs> we'll circle back to this when we talk about the FastPass round, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll circle back. But um, the other thing, you know, you've mentioned it. So you've been friends since middle school.
0: How did you meet mm-hmm. in middle school? Just being in the same classes. We we went to the same elementary school, but we were never in the same classes. So I don't remember what classes we were in, but our last names are always
3: just kind of around. And then eventually I think we had classes together and finally figured out that we both like Disney and all and had a couple of things in common.
0: Yeah, well, our our last names are kind of close. Um, You have a a C last name and my maiden name started with an F. So we would sit together, you know, pretty close to each other. (laughs) Uh, I think I was like right behind you in history class one year. And that's the year that you refused to show me your... Your photos from your Disney trip that I still haven't seen.
3: You'll never see them at this point.
0: Well, I know. You mentioned that in your best man speech. You're like, you'll never see these photos. (laughs) Well, that's awesome.
2: Something that I'm interested in is you guys both mentioned that you were kind of consumers within the Disney community for a while before Rope Drop Disney got off the ground. What has Mm -hmm. that transition been like for you guys to where you're still consuming, but you also know that you're producing as well and you're contributing to the community.
0: For me, I have such a bigger appreciation for the people that put out this content, especially you know if they vlog every day or if their vlogs are really, really good and it's got music behind it and good transitions and a, a cohesive uh, like storyline throughout the day of their vlogs because it's really, really hard to do. When I started vlogging and I you know, I went to Disney and I, I did my thing. I came back to edit and I'm like, Oh no, I have terrible video. None of it matches up and makes any sense. I don't know what kind of good audio to put behind it. I don't know how to balance audio. Like it's a lot of work. There's a lot to learn in video editing and everything like that. So it's been just a bigger appreciation for the people that do it. Um,
3: yeah, I would say I notice every little thing that's edited now in the videos that I watch, and, and just sort of appreciate the effort that goes into it a whole a whole, whole lot more. Yeah, and and it try to it makes me try and bring the quality of our videos up as high as it can be to sort of match the people that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. It's
0: a good way to learn too. Like I say that it's the most fun research that I've ever done is to watch other people's YouTube videos. And kind of see what they do that I like, what they do that I maybe don't like and don't want to incorporate in my future videos and things like that. But yeah, I hope that answers the question.
2: (laughs) I think it does. And I really like this discussion because we can take a walk with this discussion. There's a lot (laughs) to dig into there because that is something that we have discovered as well, that that first kind of jump from you're sitting on the sidelines and you're going to start producing something, whether it's a podcast youtube channel or maybe even just building your website you know something Mm -hmm. like that there's that initial spike that you can become proficient in something and i think that next jump become from proficient to expert level and everything in between can be a really challenging time for a lot of people and it's been challenging for us it's like all right we're still sort of making some of these rookie mistakes in our editing that we made at the very beginning or we're we're still not, you know, getting our audio level to the exact point that where we want it but there's so much to learn over that mm-hmm. time period to get to that expert level and a lot of times time is the secret ingredient you just have to continue pushing them out and learning those things the hard way
0: right yeah exactly and i think that's something that holds a lot of people back from starting projects like this, is that there is a lot to learn upfront. And if you're not willing to put a little research in before starting, it's just not going to happen. But at the same time, too, you can't try and learn everything before you start, or else you'll just continue researching and continue researching and trying to learn and trying to learn. And it'll just keep pushing off your start point. So that's why, you know, we kind of decided to just jump in. I, I had edited a couple of my own vlogs from last September, so September 2018, and then from January 2019. And <laughs> they they are not good, but they're still on the internet if anybody's interested in those. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, I would say like <laughs> even making our stupid little logo that I made is was like super hard and took me like three days to make and had several iterations and just even stuff like that you don't even think about, but takes a whole lot of time and learning to, to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's the point I was... I was getting at is like, you can keep trying and trying and trying and not put anything out and just say, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. But until you just start and actually put something out, it's not going to be anywhere near perfect from the start. But as you spend more time with it and learn it as you go and produce, um, it just gets better. So we, we started without (laughs) being professionals in any essence of the word, but we started. And so I'm proud of us.
3: Yeah. And there's still a long way for us to go, but <laughs>
0: that's for sure.
3: <laughs> we're, we're doing it. We're doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and I think even for us, when we try to <clears throat> do the few videos that we'll make, you know, it's just hard getting acclimated to a camera. So I can't even mm-hmm. imagine like what it would feel like to do that first vlog, like walking through the parks and like going through those motions and just trying to get used to that setup. I mean, what was that
0: like for you? Oh my gosh. For me, I forgot that I was supposed to be vlogging half the time. So I would get a whole bunch of B-roll and then, you know, spend a couple hours and <laughs> bring the camera back out and be like, okay, so we did this, 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 and this, but I don't have any video to show it. So it was not interesting at all. Um, I I'm used to doing photography in the parks. So switching to video is It was really intimidating. I was not good at it in the beginning, but you know, that's where a little bit of research comes in too. like just watching other people's vlogs and seeing, are they vlogging their entire day or are they just focusing on one little aspect and what would be easier to do or more fun to do? And you kind of just have to find what works best for you, I think. So I've learned that trying to go all day and follow your entire day is like a lot of work and you have to remember to get every little shot. Think about that final product and and what it'll look like, and make sure you get everything. Otherwise, you get home and you try to edit, and you're like, "Oh no, I don't have this," and then you have to work around it, and it's it's really hard. It's hard.
3: I still don't like vlogging in the parks. <laughs> you do all of that?
0: <laughs> well, it now takes it. away from the parks experience too, because yeah. you want to just be there and be in the moment. So. On our last trip, Zach and I just went in August. The first two days, I tried to vlog my entire day, but then the last two days that we were there, I just wanted to get little bits and pieces here and there so that I could actually enjoy being there.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to constantly be on top of it for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because there's definitely a technical aspect of it, you know, of getting everything set up correctly and getting all the shots that you want. But I also, you know, just from our experience doing stories, Instagram stories in the parks, there's a mental aspect to it as well. And I know our listeners will probably roll their eyes when I talk about Tim Tracker. But I remember he shared once that when he first started, he had to wear sunglasses everywhere he went because... He wanted the illusion that he was looking to the camera, but he was really looking all around and like seeing if people were looking at him, holding a camera in his face and, and just that mental aspect that there's a conditioning that has to take place before you're really good at it. And kind of to circle back to that same conversation, it just takes time and comfort mm-hmm. that, that grows naturally.
0: yeah. I feel that too, even if I'm just doing Instagram stories, I'm like, oh no, people are looking at me funny and I'm trying to look around to see if people are giving me eyes and check out what I'm trying to do. And I get all embarrassed, but it's something that you got to work on for sure. I definitely need to work on it.
2: (laughs) Well, we think you do a great job. Yeah,
1: we're very impressed. (laughs) Thank you.
2: (laughs) So we've talked about it a little bit about what kind of content that viewers can expect out of your channel. So, you know, you have some discussions with both of you and then some of those vlog style reviews, but also your visits to the parks as well. All things mm-hmm. equal, maybe like if it's not centered around a trip, just what do you think your passion is? Like if you're going to sit down and make a video, where do you start? Ooh,
3: I think an ideal situation for us we would be making our like opinion based discussion videos but like somehow in the parks or like at a resort or something if we could do that yeah what do you think amy i think I that's agree.
0: what i think that would be more engaging and more fun um like i said doing like the daily not the daily but the a full day vlog it's it is a lot of work and it's like mentally exhausting and you do want to enjoy your day in the park so uh it's hard to find a balance there. Um and then sitting in my office here or our studio or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's it's not a beautiful background, it's just what I have. Um and then it's I I don't know, man. This is that's a hard, hard question. You guys <laughs> threw a curveball at me. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> but um I think if if we could have like our ideal channel with videos that we absolutely love it would be little little conversations like we have in my office but we would be at the parks and able to be around the examples that we're trying to give yeah that's so maybe like our last video we just put out um at the time of recording now is our favorite quick service restaurants so that would be so much fun if we dedicated a couple hours in the parks to being like, all right, here's our favorite quick services. And we actually went around to the quick services and talked about them and were able to kind of white it and show what we're talking about as we're talking about it instead of just doing B-roll over us talking.
3: Yeah, that's that's a really good idea because right now we just have to kind of use what we got, which
2: is not always ideal. Yeah, I feel like we had a team building exercise, so I'm patting myself on the back. (laughs) because I think that was a very healthy discussion, but I think the moral of that is that you don't have to have it all figured out. That sometimes you just make do with what you have, but kind Mm -hmm. of thinking about what is the ideal situation. It's like for us, it's a very similar thing. We want to record more episodes in the parks.
1: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so
2: what steps can we take to get to that point living in Nashville?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, unfortunately, we're both, you know, kind of stuck in the same scenario, not being in Florida or
0: in the Orlando area.
1: So you do have to work with what you have.
0: Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah, this, this last trip for me was very focused on getting some good b rolls so that we could kind of carry that through the next couple months until we can get back to the parks, and it's it's a lot of pressure.
2: <laughs> that yep. struggle is real.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. When is your next trip? I don't have one planned.
3: I have one planned. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm going in, in the first week of February. Ooh. For, first time at festival of the arts finally getting oh, to see that
0: i love that festival
2: so we've never been to that festival either so we were very happy to see that it's running through princess race weekend which we we're participating in
1: so Ooh. that
2: was great timing for us i'm sure it'll be slammed but we'll still check it out yeah. yeah,
0: this
1: will be exciting
0: it's a good festival i went to my first one this year with my mom um I don't think it's as good as Flower and Garden Festival, but it is really cool to see the different artists and be able to talk with them face to face. And if you buy something from them, they can sign it right there. It's it's really cool.
2: That's dangerous for me.
0: Yeah. Yes, it is. (laughs) It was very dangerous. My mom spent like hundreds of dollars on art.
1: And I say we're impulse shoppers, so we don't need any of that pressure. (laughs) We don't need that. But the more we think about your channel and kind of the different types of – you know, video and content that you produce. We know, Amy, that you used to kind of work on the channel mostly by yourself. And then once you decided to, you know, work with Zach and kind of take on a team member, I guess, you know, how has that kind of changed things for you and how and how the whole channel works?
0: Yeah, so I did originally start with just my own YouTube channel, Amy Oliveri. Um, That's where those old vlogs are up. That are they're still up. I'm gonna keep them up because it's a testament to how hard I worked. (laughs) But with that channel and just being alone, I could do pretty much whatever I wanted to do and build my own content calendar. And there wasn't any pressure on me. Um, But with working with Zach we have to compromise sometimes with what videos we want to do or the format that we want to use. However, we also keep each other in check. So when I was working by myself, I could be like, I don't really feel like putting out a video this week. And I didn't, I wasn't consistent by any means, but with working with Zach, I'm like, Oh my gosh, somebody is depending on me. I have to get a video out on Sunday. Zach will be mad at me. I can't make him mad. (laughs) I cracked
3: the whip. I cracked the whip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's good. It's nice because it's, it's nice to be able to bounce ideas off of somebody and have somebody to to help you out if you're falling behind or, or whatever. So it's, it's been definitely a positive experience.
3: Yeah. We go back and forth with different ideas and it's always good to have someone to talk to about this idea or that idea or what we should do for our next video. So mm-hmm. it's it's been nice, I think.
2: Yeah. It seems like you guys have a great working relationship it was. It's been some rocky points between us. Catherine and I have worked together in like a professional setting, Ooh, not
1: not good. Not good.
2: <laughs> but we Ooh. found a way to work together well on this one. So I'm glad that you guys have found a good balance there. I mean, because I know, I know they don't listen, so it's okay. <laughs> but like my brother does another podcast, not the one with me. I do another one with him. But like they're they'll record, and one of their team members who's responsible for editing and uploading will go like weeks past when they're supposed to do it. And that is just such a challenging thing to deal with someone who you're friends with, but you're also Mm -hmm. working on these things together. So I I think you guys are a great example of how you can work together cohesively while still challenging each other, but you know, still producing the content that you want to and and getting on the same page.
3: Yeah. Yeah. One of, that was one of the things that before we started the channel, we discussed in detail is that we wanted to be like super consistent with our releases and try to get something out as consistently and evenly as possible every every week.
0: Yeah, we we talked about some expectations before we got into it just to avoid any conflicts or anything like that. So it's, it's definitely a good idea to have that kind of conversation if you're getting involved with a project like this with a friend or family member. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think that's great advice. And it's, it's definitely a healthier way to approach kind of like a working relationship. And especially, you know, when you mentioned, you know, you have him to kind of make sure that everything stays on schedule. I mean, it's great to have that kind of accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we definitely rely on each other for that.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And as I say that, we have absolutely no
2: video planned for this week. So
3: <laughs>
0: <that's> <laughs> We're going to really make good. it
2: happen. <laughs> but, We'll make it, we'll make it happen. So one of our last questions that we want to ask before we jump into the fast pass round is, you know, what has been a go-to resource for you guys, or maybe an inspiration or just something that helps you push your project along, whether it's a book or a blog or a podcast or another channel, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, I actually have a couple. Um, The first, I don't know if you guys have heard about this podcast. uh, It's called Detour to Neverland. Um, (laughs) 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 No, Detour to Neverland has been a really, really good resource. Um, So my main resource in the past has been the Gold Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher. Uh, You know, she talks about different entrepreneur endeavors and tips, and she interviews big entrepreneurs um, and everything like that. And she has very, very good advice. She's awesome and very inspiring. Uh, I still listen to her. I actually listened to her for like seven hours today at work, (laughs) but sometimes when I'm listening to her conversations, I just feel a disconnect with her guests. Like I can't relate to people who are pulling in six figures or seven figures with their product business that they have that I, I, they're just so far beyond anything that I can even imagine for myself. So what you, Brendan and Catherine, what you guys do helps me relate like my my love for Disney and my entrepreneurship spirit and connect those two and make like a clear connection. I love hearing about the smaller shops and the smaller content creators. I love hearing from the bigger people that that have inspiring stories. And it's something that I can connect with with the fast pass round. I'm I'm talking to my phone as they're going through and giving their answers. I'm like, oh, yes, preach it. Yes, that's what I would say, too. That's awesome. I totally agree. <laughs> so you guys and Gold Digger podcasts are like my go-to podcasts. Um, but also, you know, like I said, when I found the YouTube community, I was so, so inspired to do something with video and and kind of move on from that idea of us doing a podcast. It was just so much fun to find Michael K and Tim Tracker and all those guys doing what they're doing. Um, So I still watch, I watch their videos as often as I can. And it just re-inspires me like, oh, I want to be able to do that in my videos someday. And I want to be able to have comments like that someday. So there's, there's different kinds of resources. There's inspirational resources, uh, like, like YouTube and the Instagram community. And then there's um, more educational resources, like the podcast that I listen to.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I i mean, we certainly I know we're a joke about it, but that does capture everything of what we're trying to do. So we certainly appreciate the kind words and it makes our hearts so full that we're able to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just so thankful that you guys <laughs> do it because I'm, you know, like I said, I've just felt a disconnect with other podcasts. And with you guys, I just feel like I just want to be sitting in the room with all of your guests. <laughs>
1: That would be a dream, though, someday if we could make that happen because we've always – I mean, since we are so far away from Orlando, it's hard for us to meet anyone face-to-face. So we try awesome. as often as we can, but that would be fun to make that yeah. like a like a reunion or something. I don't know. We'd have to have a cuter name for it, but –
0: That would be awesome.
2: All right, Zach, your turn to uh, butter our bread. <laughs> 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 so there's this podcast. It's
3: called Detour. All right. Uh, the ones that I watch the most, I, Michael K. Ever since I've started watching his vlogs, he's been a huge inspiration for the videos that I want to make, and I, I think he's just seems so genuine and in love with Disney. I, I just love watching his his joy every every video that he makes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also a lot like a lot of the um, more educational ones, like Defunct Land. And uh the blog Easy Walt Disney World. He does he does some great in-depth articles. Um but other than that, I, I really just sort of like learning about the theme park history and just whoever does that, I'll
2: I'll kinda of pick up and read. Yeah, those are all awesome. I love Defunct Clan. Um excited for the new season coming out. So <laughs> Yeah, he's he's
3: really great. I I've been watching him for a really, really long time. He's he's super cool. He gave up, he was gonna do a virtual reality park and i think he gave up on that which is disappointing but
2: he still has pretty good videos yeah for sure well and i i know you both mentioned michael k Mm -hmm. we have just recently gotten into michael k Mm -hmm. and like if you don't get a little misty-eyed watching his video where he announced that he was moving to orlando like if you don't feel that deep into your soul (laughs) as a disney fan then I don't know if maybe this isn't the podcast for you.
0: <laughs> no, when he put that out, I was sitting at my computer like trying not to bawl. I had tears on my face. I was like, this is so great. He put that together so, so beautifully. That was oh my a God, really, yeah. really powerful video. Yeah. You just that, you have so much happiness for him. That He's man loves Disney dream. so much. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. These were all wonderful discussions about your channel and how it everything got off the ground and i love hearing about the teamwork of how you guys work together as well so we thank you for answering all those we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our partners and then we will be back for the fast pass round as we already mentioned earlier in the episode we were in walt disney world last week thankfully using an app like tailwind helped us to make sure that we had everything planned out before we headed down to orlando But we allowed ourselves the flexibility where we could still plug in pictures from the Halloween party and from Galaxy's Edge and everything like that. But without Tailwind, our head would have been spinning all week of trying to figure out when we're going to post, what we're going to post, how we're going to promote our episodes and everything like that. So we are so thankful to have that platform to schedule things out, try to share our message on a consistent basis, and it's really been a lifesaver for us. If you think it's something that would help you on Instagram and Pinterest, we recommend heading to DetourToNeverland.com forward slash Tailwind. That's going to take you to their sign up page where you can sign up for a free trial, no credit card required. Try it for as long as you'd like and figure out if it's something that would fit for your project and help you out. So again, that's DetourToNeverland.com forward slash Tailwind or hit the link in our bio. You wanna do it, Catherine?
1: So we're back.
2: <laughs> no, you gotta say perfect. No,
1: perfect. We're back. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and get started with the fast fast round. So we're just gonna throw out these Disney topics and just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind so our fans can get to know your Disney fandom better yeah
2: you definitely did not do my normal spiel i didn't we don't have fans we have <laughs> listeners
1: listeners fandom i it's all a. words are hard words <laughs> yeah. are hard it's i October. couldn't agree more
2: i could not agree
0: more
2: <laughs> <laughs> well so the first one's an easy one just name the disney parks that you have visited
0: so for me i have been to disneyland california adventure magic kingdom epcot animal kingdom hollywood studios and a very long time ago, I also did go to Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon.
3: Uh, I've been to all six in Florida and both all three Universal Parks in Florida. Uh, I've been to Disneyland and California Adventure. I've been to Disney Studios Paris and Disneyland Paris. And I have a trip to Tokyo coming in October for my first trip to DisneySea. Oh, so jealous. Wow. He
0: exciting. just told me so... Listen, he was over here the other day, last time we were recording. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to Tokyo in a couple weeks. I'm like, excuse me, what? (laughs) What?" He was so nonchalant about it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to Disney Tokyo. (laughs) How are you not bouncing off the walls? How is that not the first thing you told me when you came over?
3: Well, we're not getting a whole lot of time there. It's only going to be like a day, day and a half at the parks, but it's still going to be hopefully pretty awesome. (laughs) It's
0: going to be so magical. Time yep.
2: for a vlogging crash course.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: No, that that's one of those trips. You got to soak it in as much as you possibly can.
0: Yeah.
3: It's supposed to be the best park in the world from what I hear. So we'll see. Yep.
0: Well, we're excited for you. Please tell me you'll show me some of those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. So
1: out of those parks, which one is your favorite and Why?
0: For me, it's Animal Kingdom. It's just that whole park is so unbelievably beautiful and unique. Uh, it's it's not a zoo and it's not a theme park. It's just something totally, totally different that takes you to so many different places around the world and in different planets on Pandora. Um, the attractions themselves are unique. I mean, you've got the best roller coaster on Disney property. You've got a, the best safari ride. You've ever been on not that i've been on other safari rides but it's amazing um you can fly on the back of a banshee like everything is so unique and immersive in animal kingdom um and i've always been a big lover of animals too so to be able to go from a roller coaster and then get off and go over to maharaja jungle trek and just watch animals for like an hour that's it's so amazing you can have a completely unique experience every single time you go
2: you're speaking Catherine's language. I
0: know.
1: I'm the I'm a huge Animal Kingdom lover, so I completely agree.
0: It's, it's the best.
2: I'm For gonna me, predict your I, answer, Zach. It's the Disney studios in Paris, right?
3: Oh my god, how did you know? <laughs> I love both of the rides there. <laughs> uh my favorite I I guess I have a sort of complicated action, uh answer. I think the best park is Disneyland in California, but the one that holds the most special place in my heart is probably the Magic Kingdom in Florida. So I guess that's technically my favorite. Um it has just so many memories going so far back and it has the people mover, so I think it,
2: it wins by default. I think I share that same opinion that Disneyland is the best singular park, but I feel most drawn to Magic Kingdom. I think that's yeah, a good way I,
3: Disneyland just has so many amazing attractions, but something about the Magic Kingdom and the castle there and the People Mover It's just
2: (laughs) my my favorite. So next one, Zach might have booked his already, but your Disney bucket list trip. Zach,
0: you go first on this
2: one. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, I have another complicated
3: answer. This is supposed to be the fast pass round, and I'm not doing that very well. We, I already sort of did my bucket list trip, which was the Animal Kingdom Lodge Savannah View. Uh, that had been my dream for quite a while, and we did that last May, and it was unbelievable. So my new bucket list trip is the contemporary theme park view, and I don't think that's going to happen for a very long time.
0: <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> or
3: with my bank account. <laughs>
0: Um, All right. Well, that's real cute. But buckle up, because here we go. We're going on my bucket list trips. So we're starting in California at the Walt Disney World Family Museum. Um, Through Adventures by Disney, we'll take a tour of the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank and continue on to Disneyland, where we'll get a couple tours and some fancy foods down there. Um, You actually you get a tour of Walt's apartment with that Adventures by Disney tour. So that would just be so amazing to see. Um, But after the Adventures by Disney adventure ends, I'm staying in Disneyland for at least a few more days, uh, you know, just to go at my own pace and explore everything, see it all again after, geez, how long has it been? 14? It's been 14 years since I've been to Disneyland. So just to take it all in. But after Disneyland, we're going to take just a real quick hop onto the uh, Disney cruise line on a 10 day cruise (laughs) over to Hawaii. They're going to, you know, do the cruise things in Hawaii, whatever they do. And then they'll just drop us right off at Aulani. No big deal. We'll relax for a couple days there before getting on a plane, hopping over to Tokyo real quick, bang that out over a week. And uh, I think that will do it. And we'll go home after that. You know, be- I don't think that trip will ever, ever happen. But that's like my ultimate month long vacation goal. <laughs>
2: You know that Pacific Ocean, it's not very big at all. No.
0: Yeah, just <laughs> jump over it. Yeah.
2: I mean, if the earth is flat, then maybe it's actually a lot oh. closer than it looks. Yeah. yeah. Are we flat-earthers now?
1: I mean, I'm not. I teach history, so I don't think I can do that, but...
2: State standards
1: say
0: yeah. you can't. <laughs> I can't Have believe we in that.
3: that it... Have we considered that it could be a cylinder? I mean...
0: ooh, oh, Come on, guys. Interesting.
2: Could be. <laughs> um, well, those are both amazing trips. I love both of those ideas. Yeah, one of,
0: yes. them, one of them is better than the other, but what are you going to do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next question would be your favorite Disney resort. It doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at.
0: Ooh. Um... Uh- Go ahead,
3: Zach. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Mine's pretty easy. Uh, the Island de Lodge lived up to the hype. It was unbelievable having giraffes outside my window every morning and watching the zebra pass by. I would stay there a gazillion more times, and the food there is also super
2: good. So are you team Jombo or Kidani? Uh,
3: I think Jombo. Jombo is a little bit bigger and has a little bit more uh, places to see the animals, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah, Animal Kingdom Lodge, that's that's one that's that's what I'm struggling with, is I can't I don't know if I can choose between Animal Kingdom Lodge and the Polynesian. They both have that beautiful natural feel to them, but they're just so starkly different. You know, one is Africa and one is the Polynesian. Um I just love them both. I haven't stayed at either. I have not been that fortunate. But I love being able to watch the animals at Animal Kingdom Lodge, but at the Polynesian, you get ohana and theme park views and the smells in there oh my gosh it smells so good oh, it's, it's a hard, about the smell it's hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's hard i think i'll go with polynesian just to be different not different but different from zach
2: <laughs> <laughs> correct answer
0: yeah
1: i like both of those yeah it's definitely on our bucket list to stay savannah view yeah mm-hmm i agree
3: it's so it's it's, it's amazing try and look I, I got a deal like if on my uh pass holder discount there was like a pretty good deal and you, you just gotta look out for it
1: that's a good pro tip
2: yeah eventually hopefully we'll use dvc points and then it, nothing will come out of our bank account but
1: yeah we'll thanks see. parents
2: oh nice. nice yeah that'll be
1: if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life which one would it be
0: so I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, as I as I listen to your episodes, I think about what my answers would be to all these questions. And this one has always kind of tripped me up. But I'm kind of thinking like, okay, wait times will come and go. You know, eventually Flight of Passage will go down. Um, but I'm thinking like, what is a queue that I don't like to stand in that I wish I could just get through, right? And I think for me, it's Kilimanjaro safaris. I think that queue is just boring. I wish it had more animals to look at. It has like one bird in the beginning (laughs) that squawks and then it has a video that plays, but it's just so incredibly hot in that queue. And if I had the ability to fast pass through that line and get on the safari more often and get more photos and get different spots on the safari, that would be awesome. Cause I love the photo ops that you get on that ride, but you kind of have to sit on different sides of the truck in order to get the best pictures. So, you know, maybe sometime you go on it, the lions are awake, but you're on the wrong side of the truck. It would be so nice to fast pass through the line and just get right back on the ride, but request to sit on the correct side of the truck, get that awesome photo and just ride all day. That would be so cool. That's my forever fast pass Kilimanjaro safaris.
2: I like that answer for a very specific reason. When they do the stroller drop off, that is my living H-E double hockey status. (laughs) It is the most chaotic environment I've ever been in, in my entire life.
0: I know. It's like, what do we do? Where does it go? What is a stroller? Like, oh my gosh.
2: You this almost always get ran over. Yeah. There's always like crying kids. It's just.
1: Yeah. And everyone acts so surprised. Like they didn't know that they were going to have to get rid of their stroller. Like exactly. There you, there was no way you were going to take that hoss of the stroller <laughs> onto the ride. Yeah. There's no way. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's a really good answer, too, because it's such a it's such a re-ridable ride that you could just go on that forever and ever and ever.
0: It's different every time. Thank you for saying I have the best answer. I think
3: you do have the best answer. (laughs) My lame answer is Space Mountain because it always has super long wait and it's my favorite ride. So that is
2: my fast pass answer. I like that answer, too. But because last – normally it's like ice cold in there, Mm -hmm. so it's a nice refresher. Last time we wrote it – It was July. It was so hot in there. You could like feel the smell of the nasty people. And and you could smell the smell, so it it was was
1: terrible. So
2: that experience alone makes me agree with that answer.
1: Yeah. Because we even had a fast pass – but just having to like walk through that tunnel I... with the smells and the heat was enough to be like, we're one and done on this. Those oh, people no. were cooking in there. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, no. it and it's bad. just all
3: enclosed. It's all enclosed. There's yeah. no, there's no escape for the smells.
0: No. Yeah. yeah, they got rid of the the little games in the in the queue too. So now it's like eh, either you play on your phone or you fast pass through it.
2: <laughs> yeah, with no cell phone service.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Good point.
2: Both good answers. Next one, sticking with rides and attractions, would be which ride or attraction do you think is due for an exit or refurbishment from the parks?
3: I have about a million rides for this. Um, (laughs) I'll try and narrow it down. Uh, All of Dinoland, except for Dinosaur, could just be Mm -hmm. completely bulldozed, and that would be totally fine with me.
0: I totally agree. Feel like you may be I, getting
2: your wish <laughs> <It's>
0: very <laughs> Oh
3: my gosh! Yeah, that fingers crossed. It's been—is it still down?
2: I haven't heard mm-hmm. of it coming back up. It's seasonal now, which is what happened to oh, Stitch no. before it got yeah. taken away.
0: Oof. Yeah, uh Chester and Hester's is definitely on my list for sure. It needs to go. It feels so undisney like the rest of animal kingdom is so incredibly beautiful and immersive and then you turn the corner and it's obnoxious and bright and carnival rides and that's just not the standard that I expect when I go to Disney um so that that was one of them but I have a backup and my backup is Tomorrowland Speedway Oh that's a good one. They need to switch those to electric cars and add Something like anything in the actual track for you to look at as you're driving around because it's just it's
3: still it's still the way it is,
0: I know it, it's stinky and loud and does not feel tomorrow at all,
3: yeah, I don't not many people like it. I mean, I think kids like it,
0: yeah, the, it's just the main, kids. The
3: main case but you
0: know what who cares? Who cares about kids <laughs> <laughs>
2: in the parks? <laughs> well, I feel like it's <laughs>
3: terrible. Main...
0: I don't mean that. <laughs>
2: The main reason to write it right now is just to get a better look at the Tron construction. So you see all these people, all these vloggers on there just so they can get a good view of it. But I think those are all good answers.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: wouldn't be sad if any of those things happened.
1: No, mm-hmm. that's there's definitely like a good general consensus that everyone is okay with just letting those go.
2: But here's my one caveat with Dinoland. The big dinosaur, which I consider... Gertie's brother needs to be <laughs> re-homed. rehomed to Echo Lake in Hollywood Studios. So we have Gertie and Gertie's brother.
0: What's his name, Aww. Brendan?
2: Uh Herbert, I think.
0: Herbert. Okay. I, think. I love that idea.
2: <laughs> so I think that would be easy. Just,
1: just plop put it. it. Just take him over there, yeah.
2: Just a helicopter or something. Just, just, just...
1: helicopter Herbert. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to see that now. I agree to the terms. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of sticking with attractions and everything, which land or just area within the parks brings you the most
0: inspiration? Oh my gosh, this is so easy for me. So the Tree of Life garden and the Discovery Island trails for me are just completely my element. The music that they play and the sounds of nature, you know, there's there's water and birds and just Oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous in there. And there's almost never anybody back there. So it's quiet and it's stunning. There's so many incredible photography opportunities. You do not feel at all like you are in Walt Disney World. You just feel like you're somewhere totally alone. It's amazing. I just love being there.
3: That's a really good spot. Uh, mine is Future World in Epcot, or at least what was Future World in Epcot. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah it's very sad. <laughs> uh, I love the the park music that plays there. all of the pavilions. I think that's where I definitely spend the most time just hanging out or used to now i'm I'm a little bit nervous about what they're doing to it, but still a little bit hopeful about what's to come.
0: Well, I'm really excited about the Moana inspired like water area because that's kind of. It, I hope it'll have kind of the same vibe as like Discovery Island trails, and it'll just be beautiful, but it'll be packed. So,
3: yeah, I think that looks really nice. I'm I'm a little worried about what they're doing with like interventions and the uh, Wonders of Life Pavilion because that seems like it's just going to be a character <clears throat> meet and greet, but uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah. But there's a Walt statue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah.
2: There is a Walt statue. So we'll have – I'll sit next to Walt. That's like the saving grace of that area. We took away your fountain, but here's a statue. Yeah. Um, But I guess all of our listeners know that I absolutely love the Discovery Island Trails. I love to push Catherine to go ride it, stuff to be a bug so that I don't have to ride it and I can go explore them.
1: I think (laughs) you like to ditch me. I think you like to be alone. Because you've never taken me with you.
2: It's a nice area to be alone.
0: (laughs) It really is.
2: (laughs) It's a
3: beautiful area.
2: Mm -hmm. One of the best things is like you're back there, you're taking pictures and you run into another photographer and you don't even speak. But you just both understand (laughs) like this is it. This is what it's all about. We've trained for (laughs) this moment.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's never happened to me. (laughs) Now I want it to happen. I feel like I'm part of a club.
2: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So next one, we're going to focus on food. What is your favorite snack or a go-to snack?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm pretty vanilla, if you will, when it comes to this. I love me just a good Mickey premium bar. I think you're always in the mood for a Mickey premium bar, and they're so good. I don't know what they do to their chocolate, but man, that's like the best.
3: Yeah, this is something we, a rare, a rare item that we agree on. Definitely the Mickey, Mickey premium bar. What? There's something crazy good about that chocolate. I you know what? Know.
0: That's impressive because you don't even really like ice cream.
3: No, I don't. But it's also like always super hot in Florida. So that definitely
2: helps. That's
0: true.
2: Do you guys see they raised the prices of the Mickey premium
3: uh-huh. bar? Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: I think, what is it like $30 now? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's $6 now.
0: Yes. Wow. $6. Oh
2: God. oh.
0: Yeah, next time I go back, maybe I'll go for something salty instead. Hmm.
1: It's hard to stray away, though.
0: I know, it really is.
3: Churros are also like $6, and so are pretzels.
0: Uh, (laughs) Churros are totally overrated. Ooh, video idea, overrated snacks. Mm,
2: Turkey legs are on there.
0: Oh God, turkey legs are so yeah. gross.
2: No, I like turkey legs.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I can take two bites of a turkey leg, and I'm like, all right, I'm all set. So we're going
3: to extremely stick... salty. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah,
0: well, wasn't
1: say we're going to stick with food because I told you we'd circle back to this. So we want to hear your favorite table service and quick service restaurants.
0: Um, table service for me was California Grill for a while because of those absolutely incredible views, but. I always kind of feel out of place at California Grill. Like, I feel like it's too fancy for me. Um, And in January, my mom and I went to Ohana. And then I was like, oh, no, this is my place. Ohana is fantastic. They just keep bringing you the food, which is amazing. Those noodles, I'm pretty sure I could eat endless amounts of those noodles. And if you're sitting in the right spot, you get castle views and fireworks views. It's not quite the same as California Grill, but... Man, that was such good food. And the vibe in there is really nice. They have, they had a man walking around with a u- ukulele serenading everybody, and then he brought everybody up and had the little kids do a coconut race. Like there was nothing I didn't like about my time at Ohana. So that's my favorite table service. Um, quick service for me isn't even super about the food, but I do like the food here. But every single time I go to Disney World, And I go to Magic Kingdom. The first stop that I make is Pecos Bill. Absolutely love that place. I don't know what it is. I think it's just because since it's like usually the first thing I do on my trips, I have Pecos Bill. I get the beef nachos and load them the heck up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the life. I am at Disney World. I'm in my happy place. This is my favorite food right now. I'm good to go.
2: (laughs) Those are good answers. I like those. We haven't been to Pecos Bills in a long time. I
1: was gonna say, I'm oh, such like a picky something. eater, I can't really take advantage of the topping bar, so I feel like I miss out a lot at Pecos oh, Bills. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the toppings bar is a big deal, but Zach pointed out to me that they they took away the guacamole. The guac the is gone. Bar.
2: That's mm. mean. R. I. P. <laughs> that
1: is upsetting. That's yeah. not like,
2: quite as bad as when Casey's corner took away the the cheese
1: that was like a meltdown that was (laughs) terrible unintended it's back (laughs) it's back now so we're all good oh good
2: oh they did
3: bring it back i didn't hear that that's awesome
2: Mm -hmm. what about you zach
3: my favorite table service i'm kind of a simple eater so i like burgers and stuff like that so i kind of wait theming pretty heavily so my favorite table service is the sci-fi drive-in at Hollywood Studios, dine in, drive in, I'm not sure. Dine um, in, I think. Dine in, I
0: think. <laughs> it could be either place. one. I guess now I have no idea. <laughs> uh,
3: that place is is just unbelievable to me. I love the cars, the theming. It's such a quiet spot too to eat during the day and get sort of a rest and a break from all the all the noise and the lights. Yeah. Uh, in the parks.
0: I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you and I'm sorry, but oh, please do. you you took me to Sci-Fi Dine-In in August and I'm like, I don't want to go. I want to see an Animal Kingdom, but you convinced me and I went with you and I'm like, it's so nice and quiet in here. And we were like the first ones that, this, that they sat. And then like a little bit of time went on and 30 minutes later, I'm like, it's still so quiet in here. Why isn't there anybody here? And I turned around and every table was full and it was still so quiet in there. So it's, it's, it was really good. Thank you for making me go. And it's just a very relaxing environment.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a perfect break from from the crowds during the day and I love old school sci-fi like that, so it's just perfect for me. It's my perfect spot in Disney.
2: What about quick service?
3: Quick service? Uh, can I cheat and say festivals at Epcot?
0: No. You already <laughs> did that in our video.
3: I did, but that is I the service is quick, so I think it counts. <laughs> um if we'll I had to pick it. an actual if I had to pick an actual restaurant, I would say Pizza Rizzo because I love the Muppets.
2: Yeah, Pizza Rizzo. I love the Muppets too, but it was a one and done for me.
3: Yeah. So
2: the f- the food is really bad. What did you guys get there? The pizza, and I remember in your video you said that the meatball <laughs> sandwich is edible. So
1: it's you edible, know, if that's yeah. the
2: adjective you're going for, then.
1: I don't think he said edible. Yes, you might have interpreted edible. No, it was edible. That's, that's what I said.
3: Listen, you're not going to Pizza Rizzo for the highest quality food in the world. But the meatball sub is totally fine. You can eat it and not die. And you get the, you get some nice Muppets theming and you get to sit up. On the balcony there and look out at Muppet's Courtyard, which is what I like the most about it.
0: I'm so glad you caught that. That he said it's edible. When I was editing that, I forgot that he had said that and I lost it laughing. It was so funny.
2: Well, I mean, I do like that as a quality of my food, so I'll take that into consideration next time. You're probably the
1: first and the last person to give us that as your favorite table service. Quick service. Quick service. So you're in the books.
3: It's not a real popular place, and uh, it's not even open all the time
2: anymore. So,
0: Oh, yeah, you're right.
2: But the theming is top-notch. I will give you that. <laughs> it is one of the best-themed restaurants on property. I got to represent my Muppets. I love them too much. So next one would be your favorite Disney movie.
0: Ooh, Lion King for me, hands down. That has been my favorite movie my whole life. I think I used to watch it every single day. When I was like four, <laughs> I just absolutely love the characters and the story. And I know it's like Shakespeare or whatever, but I just love it. I love the music in it. I love the voice actors and the characters. It's just so nostalgic for me, but I still find so much joy in it today. And I loved the live action remake too. It does not live. I mean, it's, you can't really compare it to the original. Nothing will ever be as good as the original, but it was still really good. I was impressed with with what they did with it. So the original Lion King, one hundred percent, has always been my favorite movie.
3: How do you feel about it being a ripoff of Kimba the White
0: Lion? Um, <laughs> I I don't care <laughs> because right, Disney pretty... did it better than Japan. <laughs> that's that's extremely
3: true. So, uh, my favorite Disney movie is Inside Out, uh, kind of a more recent one, I guess. I just think they really hit it on the head with the message of needing all of your emotions and that all of your emotions really sort of matter. And I loved the characters, especially Bing Bong. I have a Bing Bong plush that I just bought. He smells like cotton candy. He smells so good. And uh, that movie just hit me in a lot of ways that I did not expect for a Disney movie.
2: So I'm assuming you have not been to Disneyland since the – or DCA since the Emotional Whirlwind opened? No, I haven't. I have heard of it. Got to check that one out. And Bing Bong Sweet Treats. Seems like you'd be in your element in that little (laughs) corner of Pixar Pier. I would be for sure it sounds like.
1: It's cute in there. Mm -hmm. So the next one would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt or just any of the movies.
0: This one has stood out to me a lot, and I've actually started taking action on it instead of just being like, oh, yeah, that would be nice someday. But Walt Disney said the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. And just in my past, I've spent so many days, months, years talking about doing something, telling people like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I would never actually start on it because I would be intimidated or I would be afraid of failure or whatever that looked like. And so I don't know. I I read that again recently and it was just like, Oh my gosh, duh. I have to actually do something if I ever want to get anywhere. So that's been, that's been stuck in my head for a couple months now.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. That is a very good.
3: And uh, I guess mine's in sort of a similar vein. Uh, When Walt said, I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, it all started, it was all started by a mouse. Uh, That quote, I I think I heard it first, actually, in like Celebrate the Magic, the projection show at Disney, or at Magic Kingdom. And for some reason, that one has always stuck with me and sort of makes me tear up when I hear it. So that one, and it definitely applies to our uh, YouTube channel right now, (laughs) sort of starting small, but um, that one definitely stuck with
0: me yeah i don't know how much rope rope drop disney will grow but no matter what project you're working on no matter how big or how small you intended on getting you have to start somewhere and that's going to be very small at first and who knows maybe it'll get bigger and bigger so i love both of those quotes good one zach
3: and then (laughs) and then it also is like if you get bigger just remember where it started
0: yeah
3: double meaning
0: Yeah, I was going to
1: say, I think a lot of times people just kind of overlook like the meaning of it and they just think, oh, you know, yeah, it started with Mickey. But there's definitely a much deeper meaning to it.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, for sure. I I love hearing that one. And Um, it's actually in the new Hollywood Studios production show, too, which I was super happy to see. I don't think
2: we've seen that one yet.
1: Yeah, we haven't.
2: Mm -mm, Me neither. Last question of the Fast Pass round is your favorite Disney Parks memory.
0: Uh, I'm stuck between a really cheesy one and a really hilarious one. And it's probably not even hilarious if I say it. Uh, I
3: mean, the cheesy one, I think, is not as cheesy as you think it is.
0: Maybe. So, OK, it's 2016. I've taken my husband for his first Walt Disney World trip. He was my boyfriend at that time. Um <clears throat> And, you know, he had just told me, I don't know if it was the same day or what, but he had just told me, like, I understand why you love this place. When can we come back? And it just made me fall in love with him all over again when he said that. But before the trip, he was like, Amy, just so you know, I'm not going to propose to you on this trip. I know that's what you're expecting. It's our first time at Disney World, but uh, don't expect it because it's not going to happen. And I'm like, oh, okay. that was really sad. Uh, And it was my birthday, January 23rd. 2016 and it was so so cold that day and we did not pack correctly (laughs) we had like only shorts one pair of jeans and no hoodies of any kind so we had to spend like a 100 bucks on some hoodies to try and stay warm it was like 35 degrees and we're shivering and we're cold trying to just do indoor attractions as much as we can to stay warm so we're in the hub and we're like i don't know what do you want to do i don't know what do you want to do we have beer guest reservations in like an hour uh where can we go to get warm? Let's do Monsters Inc. laugh floor. So we're walking across to Marland Bridge. Again, I guess this was a good place for us. And he pulls me aside and I'm like, oh nice. He's he wants to wait for this photo pass photographer and get a good photo. That's perfect. This is a nice photo. And he starts shaking and he's like, Amy, uh, Amy, uh And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) And he gets down on one knee and I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? (laughs) And he asked me, you know, he says very sweet little speech and he asked me, I'm like, yes, of course. Oh my God. And I did the really ugly crying thing and everything like that. But I remember just screaming at him, what are you doing? But what's cheesy about it is that it was so, so cold that trip. But as soon as he got down and asked me, I felt this warmth go through my body that was just like this is the best thing ever. And I was not cold the rest of that night. I swear to God, I was so filled with just warmth and love and happiness. Um, but then afterwards I was mad at him. I'm like, the photo pass photo pass photographer is right there. Why wouldn't you like tell them, <laughs> Hey, I'm about to propose. Hello. So we have a photo afterwards where I'm just like crying and the flash was on. So <laughs> I'm like, Ghost. it's terrible, but just, my body going from being so incredibly cold and a little bit miserable on my birthday to being so incredibly happy and filled with warmth—that was amazing.
2: Ooh, top that, Zach. <laughs> yeah, good luck.
3: I should have went first. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> mine is going to be super lame in comparison. But I once rode the people mover during the fireworks, and <laughs> it was really cool. Okay, Amy, thank we you. We
0: have the video of that. <laughs> we have the video of it up on the channel.
3: We do have some video of it. It was, I mean, the video doesn't really do it justice. It was, if you can
2: ever get on the people who were doing fireworks, definitely do it. It's, it's unbelievable. You should make like an hour long loop of that. And Zach may just play it nonstop over <laughs> and over <Yeah>. again. <laughs> Oh my God.
1: Well, I love those. We're definitely, uh, I'm a sucker for a good Disney World proposal. So that is so sweet.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I'll go on YouTube and search Disney proposals and I'm done man I just start bawling I'm like these are so beautiful
2: (laughs) I bet I've seen every single one of those because when I was preparing to propose to Catherine in Disney World that's all I did was try to figure out (laughs) all the different spots and all the different approaches to it so
0: that's so smart see I don't think Shane planned anything we were in the (laughs) hub and he didn't do anything and then we're going to Monsters Inc and that's so when he does it next to a photo pass photographer, so just like I don't know, he said he had the ring with him all day and he was just so nervous and he had pulled me a, aside a couple times and I was like, "What are you doing?" I was so <laughs> aggravated that day.
2: <laughs> well, but glad it all worked just out. Just looking and, for
0: the right spot. Yeah, yeah. So that's our favorite spot now. Even though Tomorrowland sign is totally different now, that's we still have our spot. Mm-hmm.
2: So last question: What we ask all of our guests is if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into the community, either as a content creator or maybe they want to open up their own shop, whatever it is, what would be your advice to that person?
0: Honestly, just do it and do it authentically. Don't try and copy what other people are doing. Don't do what you think people want to see. Just do what you love. Be yourself and put it out there. Like your your first couple of things, whatever it is, if it's a podcast, a YouTube, uh, an Instagram, whatever it is, it's not going to be very good in the beginning. But you need to build up um, those skills and learn the SEO of it and just all those things. And you have to start somewhere. And if you never take that first step, you won't get to where you want to go. So you have to take those little steps, build upon it and stay incredibly authentic because people aren't looking for the same Disney photos over and over again. They're looking for unique perspectives. They're looking for photos of people in Disney World enjoying it and loving it. They're looking to hear personal stories from the parks or whatever it is. So that's what I say. Just start it and be authentic.
3: Yeah, the most important thing is to just get started with something. And then you you can sort of find your your path along the way. Just find out what you want to do along the way. The mm-hmm. most important thing is just to get started and don't be afraid of learning new skills like video editing or whatever it might be animation or whatever you want to do. Yeah. So yeah, just get started it's, and jump in.
0: It's very intimidating to learn a new skill like that, like video editing or starting a website or any of it. there's there's a learning curve in the beginning, but once you get a knack of it, like you can roll with it and you can be so proud of yourself just for learning what. SEO is, or how to upload a video or how to edit this or that. It's so rewarding to just do it and to be proud of what you've put out, even even if they're terrible first vlogs.
2: <laughs> well, they're not terrible. We can tell you that. But, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> but I completely agree. I think that there's so many people that are on the fence that they have this idea, but it is scary and it is daunting to take those first steps. So I think you just mm-hmm. have to jump in. You'll figure it out along the way. You'll probably end up You know, way different than what you ever imagined, but you've got to take those first steps to get further down the road. So thank you both for sharing that. I think those are wonderful answers. Our very last thing, if you could remind our listeners where they can connect with you guys online.
0: Absolutely. We are on YouTube, Rope Drop Disney. That's three separate words. Um, we're on Instagram at rope drop WDW. You can email us at rope drop WDW at gmail.com. Um, I don't, I don't really check that email very often though. I would, I would message us on Instagram if you're going to do that. Um, and then I just launched my website. It's amyolivari.com and there's a link to Ropedrop Disney from there. And I plan on making a whole page about it. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, I also have like my more personal instagram at amy Oliveri. nope i'm sorry at amy dot Oliveri. <laughs>
3: i oh. would also just say we are the least googleable youtube channel in the world <laughs> so y- you should go to youtube and do a specific channel search for rope drop disney we should be the first one our logo is purple
2: and orange <laughs> perfect mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you mentioned your blog as well, Amy, because we we didn't get a chance to talk about it in this episode, but we are very excited for what you're doing over there. So we'll put yeah. a link to the channel and to the Instagram and to the website and everything else in the show notes for you guys to connect over there with Amy and Zach. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We're so happy that we were able to put this together.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was such a pleasure.
2: Yeah.
3: Thanks so much, guys. I had a lot of fun.
2: Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Malcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite
0: podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at DetourToNeverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.